Don't make me turn this podcast around. You're listening to the Reno Dads podcast. We're dads talking about dad stuff. We're doing the dad thing in the biggest little city in the world, Reno, Nevada. But we're talking about things that all dads and parents can relate to. We'll share fatherly war stories, discuss manly things, and even get into the tender moments of fatherhood. We want you to be a part of the conversation, so join us and listen in. Oh, and be warned, dad jokes ahead. All right, it's Jonathan with another episode of the Reno Dads podcast. Uh, welcome back. And uh, we have a great new guest in the studio with me. It's Dr. Summer Holloway of Floss Dental Boutique. Uh, welcome. Thank you for having me. Oh, my gosh. Well, so you wrote us a, uh, a nice little article, not, I guess, a couple of weeks ago about uh, some you know family dentistry stuff. And I thought, oh, I really wanted to have you in the studio because I am a patient. Yes. And I absolutely have loved the practice. And like, I just thought it was so cool that you kind of, you know, were on the blog with us. And I thought, oh, it'd be nice to have you in the studio. Yeah, well, I really appreciate you having me. Yeah, my pleasure. Um, So why don't we spin back a little bit? Like, how long have you wanted to be a dentist? (laughs) So in uh, undergrad, I actually kind of was toying between either veterinary science, architecture, or dentistry. And I worked at a pediatric dental office back when I was around 18, 19 years old for about two years and fell in love with it and then never looked back. So pediatric dentistry was where you started. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And now, but yours is a full-fledged practice for everybody, obviously. So my, yeah, mine's general practice, which you can see anywhere from little tiny kiddos all the way on up to geriatrics. Right, right. And um, so then when did you get started here in Reno with the practice? I graduated in 2013, and I associated for about four and a half years, and then I started my own practice in 2017. Right, and that was the one on Court Street? Yeah, so that was our original practice location was on Court Street. I love that little building, too. It was so cute. Super fun. Yeah. I love the old buildings. They have so much character with the brick and old Southwest Reno. Yeah, yeah. No, that's the thing. I mean, I remember a friend of mine that I was working with at the time told me about, and she's like, oh, it's like very... They take good care of you. You can like, I was like paraffin, like, you know, treatments and all the things. And I was like, well, that's probably a little bit frou-frou for me. But it was so close to where I was living in town uh, in Old Southwest. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, well, I can walk there. I mean, like, why wouldn't I? And so I, you know, I kind of switched over because I had been going to someplace in South Reno when I lived in South Reno because like, whatever. But yeah, I've been, I guess now, I guess I've been a patient now for, well, now it would be at least four or five years four or five years yeah we we've been well june 1st will be our six-year anniversary nice. so yeah. yeah so we're looking forward to that and now we have our own buildings so our i own know our own that building. Pl- oh my gosh so tell us about that building and how you came across it because i walked into the first time and i was like oh my gosh like this is amazing yeah so it's an early 1900s building um original to reno with the original brick from the reno brick company which is pretty cool um, and we were fortunate to purchase it back in 2020, right before COVID and everything happened. We knew there was going to be a ton of renovations because it had needed a little bit of love for many years. And so, what had been in the building before? Do you know? Originally, the original build was for a, a personal residence, and then it was kind of like a halfway house for women um, when Reno was pretty popular for divorces to kind of... Oh, we have stories to tell. Yeah, the, the divorce capital. Uh, yeah, divorce of course. capital so that they could get back on their feet while they were looking for another job. But when I purchased the building, 
there were just multiple different types of businesses renting out each room as an office space. So okay. there was an architect and um, a landscaping company, a couple of therapists, a, a Reiki masseuse. So it was just kind of a hodgepodge of just different different people renting out the spaces. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they all found places uh, to go. Yeah, so they did, all, and yeah. we actually still, the two of the therapists that were there actually wanted to return after the renovations. And so um, even though we take the entire first floor in, in the dental, um, they rent upstairs. Oh, nice. Oh, I had no idea. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. 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 It's a beautiful, beautiful building. I remember walking in the first time I got the, you know, text or email, like, mm-hmm. oh, we're in a new spot. I'm like, yeah. hmm, okay. And I had walked by the building while it was being renovated. And I thought, oh, that's going to be beautiful. Yeah. That must have taken some work. It did. It took about a year and a half. But um, our contractor, as Dominic Adams, was here, a craftsman, and he did an amazing job. And and um, lots of love went into the building, and I think that everybody that was involved um, can be proud of how it came out. Yeah, what was the, uh, like, was there any surprises? And I mean, there's so many surprises when you renovate, like, we all know this, but like, what was like something that you weren't really sort of expecting to see in the building? Yeah, so because it's so old, um, the construction started in 1907. And that was pre having fiberglass as insulation. And so they actually had old newspapers stuffed in all of the ceilings for insulation. And so we have 1906 and 1907 newspapers that are pretty well perfectly preserved that we actually have on display. Oh, my gosh. That's wild. It's pretty cool. Yeah. We found a really neat old um, leather shoe. And so how or why i don't know but um originally that building ran on oil from a boilerplate right and we found some really cool old original oil cans as well that were pre-preserved well i remember seeing the oil like there's like some iron work or something like that for the for the um for the furnace or something like that that you guys you guys preserve we did yeah Yeah. so we took that off the original boilerplate because it was original the building and now we use it as a piece of artwork so kind of pay tribute to it yeah um no it's super cool and i guess you know in bringing the building back up to code or new code i mean that must have been quite challenging (laughs) it was i think that it was uh, a lot of it was built pre-codes existing and so shoring up a lot of the walls and then adding the steel beams for support and Mm -hmm. any seismic loads during earthquakes since Reno gets a lot of earthquakes and um, just making sure that the integrity of the building would last for another hundred years. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. And well, I mean, you go into some of these buildings that have been retrofitted, like I go to, you you go to like Tentor or you go Mm -hmm. over to Alpine and you see these beautiful old brick buildings that have been in existence for, yeah, over a hundred years, but they have all been, now retrofitted internally with the you know supports and steel beams and yes. all that so you had to do all of that as well we just chose to do it because of it being a medical slash dental mm-hmm. facility we wanted to make sure that not only did we meet code we exceeded code and so mm-hmm. um just again i love historical buildings and yeah. i wanted to make sure that i could pass this on to my children and maybe if they want to their children and you know just just be prideful of something that's original to reno no, it's stunning. Like I, I, you know, I was so thrilled to see it open and like, it was, it's fun. I mean, I, I live in Midtown or yeah. I live in, I guess, technically it's old Southwest. I don't know. I, I, I walk 
exactly. walk over when yeah. I, you know, when I go to my dentist appointment. So I feel like that, I feel like uh, it's like right in my neighborhood. Yep. So, yeah. And have, uh, as a result, I mean, what's been the impact on the practice overall? I would say, I mean, it's really lovely that it's central to pretty much all of Reno. And so whether you live in the South or Northwest or Sparks, it's a nice central location. It's also a fabulous walking neighborhood, as you know. So we actually have a lot of patients that will show up a little bit early and just take a walk. I mean, my favorite reference right down the street. Yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah, they'll just, you know, enjoy the old trees. There's lots of old elm trees in that whole neighborhood oh yeah it's, and yeah. Uh, they'll grab a cup of coffee before their appointment and just sit on the, the front porch i love that yeah it's a great it, it feels very welcoming Thank feels you. very welcoming Thank yeah you. i think you guys kind of i mean you i mean was it all your vision or how did you kind of come to the like the overall design so i knew exactly how i wanted it to look but my cousin's actually an architect with um she had been Bagodi architects mm -hmm. and so i expressed to her how i would like it to turn out and she put it on paper and we got it approved through the city and away we went yeah wait are you originally a renoite how, how where are you from yes, i am born and raised in mm -hmm. reno nevada so okay. yeah so, so was she so yeah. yeah yeah are there other buildings that you had your eye on or it was like this was this the one there were a couple but again i wanted that old that old brick building and so i just kind of was taking my time until i found what i wanted and mm -hmm. then once we did then we knew that that was going to be our forever dental home. So yeah, yeah, and so um, so like we, about the practice. I mean, you like I said, you came to us with some great ideas for um, sort of our dads and moms yes, yes. to think about when it comes to you know sort of dental health for their kids. Yes. What are some of the things that you know you sort of want to convey to some of our you know you did in our little article but i was curious if there was anything that you really you know you're seeing you know with you know parents and their their kids bringing you know bringing them into your practice so something that i think um what we try to strive for is so that family members of all ages feel comfortable and confident coming to see us and so for children especially um, feeling at ease when they come in through the door knowing they get to pick the toy at the end of their appointment um, and just having a good first dental experience makes all the difference to a lifetime of good dental health Right. versus, um, you know, if they can do cleanings and they get to watch their little television shows versus having to have a cavity restored as their first dental visit, um, it makes just such a difference. Yeah. And so we like to let parents know that if your children has teeth that are erupted, you want to bring them in or... By the, at least the age of one so that they can start to familiarize themselves with the building and know that you know they're not getting their booster shots or anything right. like that that it's a good experience for them yeah and what, what is that coming. yeah what is that like first visit like you know for a, a one-year-old what is it like what do you try to you know what's the experience supposed to be like yeah so usually one-year-olds have anywhere from two teeth to about eight to twelve teeth depending on whether they're delayed or a little bit fast um and so they'll come in and then we you know, they can either sit with mom or dad in their lap if they're not overly comfortable, but a lot of them are super comfortable and we'll put on a little show on Netflix or Disney Channel, whatever they want to watch. Yeah. And then they get fun little kids sunglasses. We have some hot dogs or some like princess glasses and Batman glasses. So they get to pick <laughs> their fun. glasses, yeah. make some fun. And then um, we'll do a toothbrush profi, do an exam, we'll attempt to do fluoride varnish if the parents are okay with that and the kid doesn't have a sensory issue because a lot of times kiddos 
different textures, you know, they don't maybe necessarily love. And, um, and then after that, we go over oral health with mom and dad, use of sippy cups. Um, yeah, what's use... your take on sippy cups? So sippy cups are awesome as long as you have water only in them if they're using them throughout the day. But if you're going to put juice, I always recommend diluting it by over 50%. Or if you're going to have milk as well, you only want to do that meal time so that they are only coating their teeth with sugars when they're also eating foods, as opposed to coating their teeth with sugars all day by carrying around milks and juices in their sippy cup. But sippy cups, no problem as long as you have water in them. Yeah, yeah. I think I remember that. that I mean, that's been that's been pretty standard advice for a while or when you know i mean i my kids are now like you know not kids they're like in yeah. college so it's a it's a different but i mean that was 20 years ago i'm pretty sure we were telling we were telling we were told sippy cups water you know if you're if they're it you know, is but i feel like a lot of times um what you don't know you don't know you're doing wrong and so right. if nobody's ever informed a parent maybe of that or if maybe if they never read it i think that having the internet now is such a useful tool but um, a lot of times people don't realize how much sugar just milk has in it. They think that, yeah. oh, it's milk, it's fine. Yeah. And, you know, bottle rot often is caused by m sugars from milk causing decay on the teeth. Oh, okay. Wow. Uh, it's a parent's job to kind of, you know, be thinking about these things. And not just moms, right? I mean, we, we, I mean our... Our audience is both moms and dads, as yeah. you might imagine. But we, you know, we do want to talk to our dads and say, you know, this is part of your, you know, you know, what you can be doing. And so, um, you know, in terms of, you know, dad's involvement and things like that. So we, we, you know, we, we try to like, I mean, this has just been my philosophy is, you know, as a podcast is like, hey, we're exposing people, moms and dads to these ideas, but also especially, you know, we want to see more dads kind of taking involved. up that, getting involved. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, even with children, you know, whether you have a little boy or a little girl, by dad's involvement, even maybe during bath time or brushing the child's teeth or flossing, you guys are going to bring different fun tools to the table, you know, maybe different songs, superheroes, all the things that moms might do differently. Yeah. And so just making brushing your teeth, flossing your teeth fun for children will really help them to be better and want to brush their teeth and floss their teeth. Also, a lot of times what parents don't realize is that Babies are born with sterile mouths. And so as a parent, mom or dad, staying up on your oral hygiene prior to the birth of your child is huge because mostly any bacteria that's transferred to the baby comes from mom and dad. And so, you know, testing milk temperatures, testing food temperatures. And so you can really set your child up for success by making sure your oral health is under control versus if your oral health has, if you have a lot of decay or maybe periodontal disease, you're passing that bad bacteria on to your kiddos. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's all about sort of good habits, right? I mean, dental, dental health is really habits, right? I mean, if you get into the habit, like I remember in high school, I probably never flossed. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> but by the time <laughs> Most I got Most everybody. Here, yeah. But I think by the time I was in and after college, you know, it started to kind of be a little bit more of a habit. But then for sure... I remember really being diligent about it, like right after, you know, like I was in the Navy and we were like, I don't know why it just became part of my sort of daily routine. And now I, I know personally, like I feel like I, I have to have floss in my car. I have to have it like in right. my, my like right. 
like my briefcase, like if I go out, like I just need to have floss. Yeah, your teeth don't feel clean. No, they don't. Mine don't either. So I would say, I mean, even for anybody, it takes what a month, two months at the most to develop a habit. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, as moms and dads alike, establishing that habit for yourself so that you can be the example for your children, you know, is going to, going to, yeah. Yeah. Be awesome. And so at the other, you know, kind of in the next stages, you know, how do we interact? You know, how do you know, folks, how do you interact with folks like, let's say like preteens and teenagers as they get into the, you know, orthodontics, you know, sort of phases. Yes. You know, how do you, how do you interact with those folks? So teenagers, um, what we notice a lot is once they start having interest in, you know, other teenagers, then their oral health care (laughs) definitely increases. And so um, that's always a big motivator for teenagers. And then um, especially leading into orthodontics, having the discussion that you don't want perfectly straight teeth that are full of decay. So if you, if they have bracketed ortho, um, having the moms and dads invest in a water pick will drastically help reduce the chance of cavities I'm really ensuring that they are brushing twice a day at a minimum because ortho likes to attract food, bacteria, you name it. And you really, you know, as much as any teacher doesn't want to, you have to spend twice as much time while you're brushing your teeth because you've got to get all the angles. But just kind of explaining that to them that, hey, you're going to have the straightest, most beautiful smile that might have spots on them if you don't clean the plaque off and or a mouthful of cavities, a lot of times just giving them that education wants them to, you know, step up to the plate and do better so that, you know, their parents are investing a lot of money for them. You think? Yeah. 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 Um, All right. So um, kind of shifting gears a little bit, thinking about some of the grownups that come in. I mean, we talked about kids already. Um, Some of the things that you're offering to, um, you know, as part of your practice, you know, for our, you know, sort of grown-up listeners, yes. what, what are some things that are kind of new and interesting that you're doing with, uh, you know, with, with grown-ups? So a lot of um, our adult patients that we realize that they want is, I think a lot of people looked at themselves a lot more than they were used to during the pandemic of Zoom meetings. And so <laughs> they realized like, I want a brighter smile or maybe I want to straighten my teeth when they otherwise didn't really notice that they had crowding or that their teeth may have appeared dull. Um, just across the board, wider teeth tend to have a young, youth, more youthful appearance. And so we have a lot of adults that are really interested in doing a Zoom whitening, which is a whitening procedure that we offer in office. Um, and so they'll do that for events. They'll just do it because they want to look awesome. And um, that's one thing that we definitely offer. Another thing that we offer is Invisalign. Um, so we do still refer to traditional orthodontists for full bracketed ortho and or um, advanced cases that that we can't do in office but a lot of times just having your teeth straight and or just in functional alignment definitely helps boost people's esteem as well as keeping their teeth clean and from getting the stain if there is crowding which as a result makes your teeth appear more yellow and then lastly I would say that you know, something that's kind of trended forward quite a bit is doing Botox just aesthetically and uh, therapeutically, both for the jaw pain mm-hmm. and just, you know, to help with smile lines or with, you know, just the full facial appearance. Yeah. 
I would say that that's kind of trending in our yeah. practice as well. Yeah, I did Invisalign, I want to say yes. a dozen years ago, like easily. How did you like it? Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. It was a, mine was pretty extensive on the, on the bottom compared to the top, I remember. And it's, it's held up really, really mm-hmm. well, even though I know you're not going to like to hear this, <laughs> but my, my retainer is gone. Like it's, I mean, like <laughs> after, you know, a certain number of times, I mean, I could probably come in and get it remade. Right. right? I'm, I, I think I know somebody I probably should yeah. ask you about that, <laughs> but I did wear it for the longest time. And it was the sort of thing where I, it was like almost hard to sleep without it. Yes. Right. Cause you kind of got used to having it. And it was also kind of, I think protecting, you know, from when I was grinding or all these things, I'm, I'm sure, you know, my, our listeners love to hear about this, but I would say my experience with that has been like amazing and it absolutely helped my, again, like my habits of flossing where my teeth had been crowded mm-hmm. before and like mm-hmm. was so much easier. And then I come in and my cleanings are so much easier. Like, yes. like it absolutely was worth yes. the eight or 12 months that it took. Yep. It was so worth it. So, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I didn't do it with you, but obviously like I, I'm a fan. Yeah. Like, and from an aesthetic standpoint, as well as like you said, from just a functional standpoint, uh, makes a world of difference. And I would say that most adults love Invisalign over traditional bracket ortho because for one, you don't want to look so much younger with the full braces. And <laughs> mm-hmm. for two, you can brush and floss your teeth normal yeah. compared to having to kind of skirt around wires and or there where they're kind of cutting up your cheeks, things like that. So yeah. I would say it's it's an amazing system for adults that want to correct their their yeah. bite for whatever reason that may be. Yeah. No, I, I, my experience was, was, was amazing. Like I, you know, I'm glad I did it. Um, and then at, I guess at the, you know, sort of later stages, you said geriatric, like, are there things that, you know, we should be looking forward to? I mean, I'm not in that hopefully category yet, but nope. you know, not too long, maybe, yes. but like, what are some things that people should be thinking about, you know, as they get, you know, you know, maybe into later adult stages? More mature ages. I would say maintaining your oral exams and your dental cleanings with your, uh, hygienist and your dentist would be the biggest recommendation I have because um, with periodontal disease that leads to tooth loss. And so as long as you stay up on maintaining your oral health, you can prevent tooth loss and have your teeth for a lifetime. I've noticed, um, and I'm sure other dentists in the area have too, that there's a lot less people with dentures or tooth loss. And I think that just as a society, um, really instilling oral health as well as just, you know, maintaining oral health has helped prevent a lot of extractions. I mean, people still need them, but mm-hmm. yeah, if you can, if you can stay up on your oral hygiene visits and your, your dental visits, that that'll make a world of difference. Well, yeah, I, I guess in that regard, I mean, I was thinking about this before we got in the, um, the studio here and I was thinking, well, what do you tell somebody who, and how do you encourage somebody maybe who hasn't been to the dentist in a while? Like I, I had a friend, strangely enough, who was you know, like in their forties and I was like, wait, you haven't been to the dentist and like mm-hmm. whatever it had been for her. And I was like, oh my gosh. And beautiful smile. Had no, like didn't know apparent like issues with her teeth, but I was thinking, oh, like, you know, how do you encourage somebody to go and like kind of get back on that wagon? So I would say a lot of times people are fearful or they think that they're going to be judged or they're ashamed that it's been so long. But I mean, time goes by really quickly. I mean, it's already May. So I mean, it it flies by. So that being said, just for the patients that are nervous to get back into a dental office, please know that dentists and hygienists alike are not judging you. They're not 
um, you know, disappointed that you haven't been there, we're actually really glad that you do come in because Mm -hmm. your mouth is the gateway to your overall systemic health. And so if your mouth has infection in it or um, bacteria that needs to be removed, then really that's going directly into your system, your whole body, Mm -hmm. your whole body's trying to fight these infections. And so um, just, just getting in and just take, take the first step, you know, just that's all you have to do. And um, ourselves, as well as most dental offices, will put together a treatment plan step by step for you. So it doesn't feel overwhelming. You can just take one little bite off at a time and get it, so to speak, (laughs) no pun intended. (laughs) Um, but you can do one phase at a time right, so that right. that way it doesn't feel overwhelming for you. Sure. And, you know, you can just go from A to Z and get everything done. And then that way you can stay on your routine mm-hmm. maintenance procedures, which I just referenced. Yeah. So that ideally you don't have tooth loss and your body's not fighting infection. Yeah. Well, um, I think that's really good advice. And I mean, I think that people are, it's funny I mean, when you say being fearful of the dentist, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing that I, I, you know, it's hard for me to understand because I've always been, you know, sort of, I mean, it's been part of my routine for Relative. years, you know, and, and, but I, I think that there's a, you know, pretty sizable percentage of people who really are afraid of the dentist. And then I think that could like impact how your kids perceive the Very dentist, much right? So, so, Very the, much so. so the, the, you know, the more you can feel confident and comfortable going into the dentist, then the more hopefully you know, that will translate to your kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, okay. Well, I guess, um, you know, that was all kind of interesting stuff. Is there anything about the, I think there was one really interesting thing you uh, mentioned. It was like a tooth fairy um, program. What's that all about? We did. So there's national tooth fairy day. And so we had where a lot of our, any patient that's ours, that's a kiddo could call in and the tooth fairy would give them a call back and uh, answer any questions they may have about losing their teeth or um, what to expect because sometimes kids are afraid to lose their teeth. Like it's wiggling and they want no part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes it pinches their gums, so it hurts. That stresses them out a little bit. But um, so we try to make, you know, the whole dental experience fun and and, uh, not a fearful experience so that that way kids know your teeth, you lose teeth, but then you get your big, you know, your big kid teeth. Right, um, yeah. That yeah. kind of changes the fear around, oh, my gosh, why is my tooth wiggling? Yeah. Oh, gosh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Dr. Holloway, yeah. thank you so much for coming in. Um, I appreciate the time. And like we, you know, I like I said, if, you, if, if our listeners haven't walked by your place, they should. And what's the address again? It's at 347 Marsh Avenue. Yeah, right on the corner of... Lander and Marsh. Lander, yeah. Mm-hmm. I live further down the street Yeah. on Lander. That's why I walked to, I walked to my dentist. Makes it easy peasy. Yeah, awesome. So thanks so much for coming in. And thank you for having me. Appreciate that. Yeah, my pleasure. You've been listening to the Reno Dads podcast on renodads.com. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear from you. Stop by renodads.com and click on Contact Us and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear on our show. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Reno Dads. And subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for joining us. We hope you'll join us here next time, and we'll see you online at renodads.com.